0: Uh, thanks for joining us for uh, for this uh, session that we are doing on the uh, at ReConnect by UNISU. Almost, uh, I mean, every conversation I've had with you has been great and I am looking forward to an awesome conversation. Thank you so much for taking time out.
1: Thanks, much. I'm also looking forward to the conversation. Always uh, nice to uh, discuss the in-depth, uh, the, the world problems of data science and FM with you. So yes, let's get it kick started and uh, see where we get.
0: <laughs> right. I mean we have a we have a very interesting topic to discuss so yes, uh, which is the future of uh, technology delivery stack as I call it for facility management. But before we dive into the the topic for the interest of our, of everyone who's tuned in. Uh, Bart Holsters is General Manager, NG Solutions for Middle East. Now, obviously there's interesting lead up that's happened over the last few months. Bart for Power, NG Cofrey have come together. You're seeing all the awesome rebranding that's been happening around. Uh, so, Bart is obviously at the helm of it. And uh, uh, he's been there with NG at different capacity for, for almost six years. Uh, and he's done an MBA in Energy and Sustainability from University of Cumbria, if I pronounced it correctly. I am not going to go into more details. I let Bart uh, talk about his career trajectory in FM and also the work in general at NG and and facilities management in general. Over to you, Bart.
1: Yes, thank you, Mesh. So, yeah, thank you for the the nice introduction. I think, yeah, probably in a nutshell, you uh, mentioned most of the things what I have done. So uh, I've been in the business for... Yeah, about uh, 20 years now, almost started in Belgium, uh, more into a data center world, but also FM and critical operations, always had a passion basically uh, for buildings and, and technology as well, obviously being sitting in data centers, I think that is uh, just going one on one together, I would say, and uh, also from yeah, um, a performance management perspective and an energy man- management perspective, I think this is the two main Goals uh, that I try to uh, strive to, when when we go to clients and when we offer our solutions to clients, it is right. to get these two things in mind and, and 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 work towards that way. I think that's a win-win situation for everybody. And then obviously, implementing technology now makes it all a little bit more interesting and more flavored. I would say.
0: That's interesting. So I mean, you know, th- thanks for the for the uh, for the uh, brief background, uh, Bart. So we'll probably now dive into the uh, to the session and and it started with the, quest- with the question with questions. So I mean, I, I'm 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 probably assuming you would have had this question uh, in almost every conversation you've, but I'll I'll also place this con- con- uh, this question in a different context. How much has the has the uh, facility management and or let's say the property management world changed in the last 12 months? especially in the context of Middle East. Months.
1: In the last 12 months. <laughs> I, I, I presume you are obviously uh, going to the Covid situation, yeah?
0: Uh, well, I, 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 I learned a way to uh, digress and not use the word and hence said yeah. last 12 months. <laughs> that's,
1: that's because this Covid, uh, everybody is getting a little bit tired I think of the Covid situation. But I think we can extract it a little bit further than, than just 12 months. I mean, if you mm. see the last decade, how uh, facility management has changed. I mean, I remember my days when I was starting uh, with Coffee at the time as well in Belgium, where I basically mm. things were on an Excel file and uh, trying to get your PPM schedules out. It was already a great thing if you had some tasks listed down as well. Mm. And from there, on, we moved uh, further to, uh, to what do you call it, uh, database, uh, more uh, driven structures, but very simple with MS Access still already coming to a point where you can do something with data right. and you can organize yourselves more or less. Then right. falling obviously into the CAFMs and the CMSs, the Maximos, the concept evolutions of today. Mm. Where then you can start uh, organizing uh, your assets and then the asset management of, of uh, throughout the life cycle in, in a more organized way. Obviously you uh, have now workflows that you can be triggered uh, from there, uh, you, can, you can evaluate how your manpower and your resources are, are performing and what's the efficiency of them. So it becomes all a little bit more interesting. But I would say the last uh, 12 to 24 months then, this is more obviously the data perspective that came up. Everybody knew obviously that data is, is something that you can use to your benefits if you have it, if you can analyze it. Uh, yeah, although I'm, I'm, a, I'm a very firm believer of it, uh, at least. And, and these things are getting more and more uh, adapted. I think yeah, the situation with COVID might have accelerated that or not. I think in mm. my, my perspective and, and what we do in the business, uh, working with mostly critical environments, I think and most of the things that people are talking about now in terms of remote monitoring, uh, for example, uh, and these kind of things these things that we have been doing for for many years already right, uh, that's right. Very to us. um i, I think if, 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 if there is any change in in, in the fM uh, <laughs> that we have today uh, in terms of, of of what happened at 12 last month is obviously the the type of meetings that we have now like this conversation <laughs> normally obviously we <laughs> should have this face to face somewhere in india or in dubai or wherever in the world and yeah. Uh, yeah the sentences of, uh, can you hear me or you're on mute? That's so
0: always <laughs> uh,
1: quite, uh, quite often these days, but I would say, yeah, there is definitely an acceleration in, in towards uh, technology adoption in the world. Um, is it due to the situation, the pandemic that we have or not? I don't know. I mm. think we the company, we have been uh, on this path for, for a couple of years and we're obviously uh, yeah, just doing what we do and what we think we have to do. And yeah, if obviously take this crisis as a, as an accelerator for it, we'll, we'll gladly take that point that it was done. But I would not uh, be able to quantify how much the acceleration would have been. Yeah, that's, I uh, think
0: that, that that that's good to hear. I mean, in fact, I think obviously, I mean, uh, uh, Anjay, globally, you globally, you guys have been uh, sort of. Uh, Uh, leaders in I mean in adopting new technology so obviously it's just acceleration and I don't think there's there's any reason why we should be quantifying how much of an acceleration has happened as long as it's a positive one. Uh, So you alluded to briefly alluded to the CAFMs and CMMSs of the world right Uh, many years back they they came in and now they are kind of default uh, sort of for most FM and property management companies what's your idea uh, a fledging thought, I would say for an ideal technology stack for a facility or property management company going forward. Uh, what sort of a technology stack are you looking at? As you mentioned that, that probably data is going to become important, right? And is important in, in one way or the other. So what kind of a stack do you move into with the, in the future? Yeah.
1: Okay. You you mentioned uh, that most of the people are in CAFM and CMS at the moment. Yeah. I think it depends a little bit on, on which part of the world that you are but uh, there are still many people that just manage their buildings uh, without any technology, without any plan, without any strategy and yeah, sometimes it's a little bit worrying to see as well obviously.
0: Is, is that is that true for Middle East as well which is assumed to be like slightly ahead of the curve like especially Dubai?
1: in Dubai, I think there is obviously many people that are that are ahead of the curve because I, I think how the world sees us as well is that, yeah, yeah we're just uh, sometimes immature here and all the rest of it and all the technology is coming from the West, but yeah. I don't think that's true at all. If I speak to my colleagues globally, I think we're well, I'm uh, not ahead of the curve, but at least uh, at, at par and sometimes even ahead of the curve because there is many uh, proof of concepts and pilots that we're running here that people are mm. uh, to places are not doing so i mm-hmm. uh, would not say that it's a general rule but okay. uh, you can sometimes in pockets obviously that there is a big gap between being the best and still being in the in, in the stone age if i, if I would say and yeah, it's right. obviously bring these people up to speed and, and to make sure that they get the best out of their assets. But uh, yeah. coming back to your question, so mm. I think ideal technology stack, so before talking about the stack, it's maybe first answer to the question is what you want to achieve with the technology because mm. I think people as well, they just go, oh, it's fancy to have uh, big data and this software because somebody else is using it, but is right. it right? Can I adopt the technology and is it going to work for me? I mean, obviously you need yeah. to have a strategy Key place mm. to understand what technology that you need and then have a roadmap on, on where you want to get with this technology. So right. if, if for us, um, I think our main goal is, is obviously to achieve some kind of strategic partnership um, level with our clientele. Because now mm. is a little bit commoditized if you want and it's not always mm. easy to convince people that you're better in quality because yeah, you happen to be a big name or, or, or an industry leader. So the strategic, right. I think is very important because you embed yourself with your clients, uh, using the technology, using the data, and you can give them very advice, and so very well uh, advised and, and reasoned decision-making that you, can, that you can offer if you want. Right. The second thing that we're looking at is, is I obviously, again, coming from a data center world and a perspective, is enabling to, to predict failure if you want. Mm. The, Obviously, you you look at patterns, you look at uh, things that happens in the past, and and with this kind of, of prediction and, and accuracy, you mm. can obviously start avoiding uh, costs, avoiding uh, disruption of services, people right. not being and having headaches uh, all around that situation. That's very important for us as, as a technical a technical FM company operating.
0: Mm.
1: Mm. Um, Otherwise, I think, yeah, I mentioned before as well, so energy management is, is, is very hard on our agenda. So, energy is all about being energy efficient, being a leader in the towards a carbon neutral environment. So, for us, that's, that's one of the, the highest priorities, basically, in, in what we do and when, when we operate, operate buildings. So before, we are quite okay with it. We have many examples across the globe and here in the region as well, where right. we save our, It's uh, easily 10-15% of of energy just by doing maintenance properly and putting Mm. control in place how it is. Now with the technology that is coming, uh, the data science behind it and and, and, and the machine learning, if you want, that comes with it, we're able to to save easily 20-25% just by doing Mm. the same thing, having some Mm. view on what Mm. is happening uh, in the buildings and start acting accordingly. So that's also very important to us and then uh, the last thing is obviously lifting performance we have have talked about before as well it's not about you have 20 guys in the building and uh, we hope that everything is going to go right no it's about having the right amount of people be it 20 be it it 25 obviously the the time will tell us but it's about lifting that performance and the efficiency of the people uh, reducing the operational costs that goes with it and then basically uh, sustainable targets and having a, a, a triple bottom line that makes sense, you know. Right. Messages in here, so I'll just have to show them also. Um, so, what is needed for this? I still don't believe that one system can actually do all of this and, and, and deliver that uh, in, in, a, in a good way. Oh. Right. So, there's okay. a lot of systems out there. Um, which I think that all excel in specific things, and if there is a software that comes up, I'm gonna do it all. Then you probably end up with the box with nothing. So <laughs> for <laughs> us, uh, we are we are an integrator. We are obviously we're technology agnostic, but we try to integrate the softwares if you want, all right. All right? And bring something that makes sense to the client with uh, an interface that that is easy to to understand. But obviously in the back there's a lot of things going. So, so when you If we bring it all together, I'm coming to your answer now. (laughs) If you all that bring together, so I think in the technology stack, for us at least, you have the CAFEM system, okay? A decent system system that manages workflows, obviously you can organize the data within it, and you you have good reporting possibilities, I would say. Not so much dynamic reporting, but in, in, in providing reports in a paper format that is nicely organized. Where people can can have a decent understanding, and all is automated, and you don't have to really worry about it. Then data, obviously, you need some yeah, you need some some buildings where the data come out, right? So IOT sensors. If you mm-hmm. see the cost of it today, it's obviously much more interesting, and you can get a lot of interesting information out of them at, at, at a very low cost. I would say so. Adopting IOT sensors and platforms is something that is certainly. Uh, high on our agenda as well and many partnerships that we're actually establishing in that world as well. Uh, Then data acquisition, hardware, software, obviously it's also something that is very important because yeah, if you don't acquire the data, how are you going to analyze the data? And uh, for sure you won't be able to do anything in real time or to log it properly. So again, that is also high of the, the, the priority list in our technology stack. Analytic software. Once you get the data, obviously, you need to do something with the data. So, in an Excel file these days, it doesn't work anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. There's just way too much data, and putting it all and trying putting it all together, even with Power BI and all the rest of it, it's still a, a very difficult task. And then, obviously, you have a lot of other gizmos out there, uh, like uh, BIM, uh, artificial, uh, sorry, augmented reality. Uh, smart environments and, and whatever it is and, and all of these I think they're more building specific or client specific to see what what can be done in that building and how much is actually the client want to spend on it because a lot of it is, 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 is not going to bring you must uh, sorry, a lot of benefits uh, yeah. or cost savings but it's more about reliability and industrial environments I see more uh, capabilities and augmented reality coming over there before the, uh, the four points, CAFM, IoT, data acquisition, and the software around it—that's for me the ideal cocktail and mix to, to bring uh, yeah this performance and efficiencies in buildings forward so, and most all of it.
0: So this this, this entire conversation, for example, we what you have alluded to—that the you have alluded to the new technology stack, right? And that yeah. obviously everyone has the same stack. Yeah. and where is the differentiator, right? So if everyone is using IBM Maximo, uh, you know it ultimately boils down to how well you use it versus how well someone else, someone else is using. It, right? But the fact is that if only you could use IBM Maximo, that's a different ball game altogether. So when I talk about the stack, uh, so my question is, is that stack going to be limited to, uh, to, to in your case, NG Solutions or in anyone else's case, the company, or it's going to be you don't care if everyone else is using the stack? what matters is at what cost it comes to you so so what i'm 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 asking is the trade off between between cost and uh, and and let's say exclusivity in that sense so that you 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 act that acts as a differentiator
1: yes yeah, of course so uh, i don't think the software stack itself or or how it is composed is is that important obviously you need the right mix that for mm-hmm. buildings and the assets that you that you're going to manage and and what the strategy of the management as well right uh, I think what's important is, is is how you work with them, okay? That's the differentiator. You can mm. set up Simo very basic, or you can set it up very intelligent. The right. same uh, analytic software, it comes as an empty box, All right. Mm. You need to acquire the data from the site. Yeah. You need to be a master in structured mm. data, mm. understanding the data, and, and, and seeing the patterns in it. And I think yeah. this, as, as as being a global company, and we work in this uh, within NG uh, on, on a global scale, basically. There is a proof of concept that are being set out with with various uh, work groups, with with all the experts that you can think of around it, plus awesome. all, uh, many other companies that are getting involved in it to, to, to help us with this. I think mm-hmm. this is where power is coming from. So they say knowledge is power. Obviously, knowledge is now data. So data is power. The more you have it, the more you can use it and the more that you structure it on a way that uh, that, that that it makes sense mm-hmm. in a global perspective i think this is where the catch is and where the differentiator will be and okay. do we need to put the data or not uh, i don't think we are the owner of the data we have obviously all of assets ourselves as well and there we own the data but the data is from the client we work with the data and the the data remains uh, the property of the client it's as simple as that but right. i think uh, yeah if you want to do this on your own with one building, you will be very good at one building. But yeah. if you want to stand up, I think uh, yeah, you probably need uh, much more information and, and and much more angles of view to get right. to to something that makes sense.
0: Right, that makes sense, and that, that sort of brings me to another question. At least that's been there on my mind as an entrepreneur, right? I've been I've been seeing Middle East uh, off late every. Uh, you know, CXO that you see on LinkedIn has uh, something, uh, and obviously from the FM community, right? Has something to say on, on AI, data analytics, IoT, right? Everyone virtually. Uh, now, some might be doing it, some may not be doing it, or some might be ahead. How much of it is are you actually seeing on the ground and what challenges still remain now, uh, you know, in wide adoption of, of all of what we have spoken?
1: Yeah. Well, indeed, uh, we see more and more interest coming from the ground today. So mm. people are obviously talking about it, trying to understand it, see uh, how it can work for them, mm. but still somewhere, still try to manage uh, cost on a on, on short term as well. Um, mm. The good thing is, I think, uh, what we saw recently is that there is a lot of tenders being floated, a lot. I mean, there is tenders being floated specifically mm. for such platforms. So uh, I'm thinking of large developers here that uh, put a couple of their assets together Mm. on the scale and then uh, floating a tender basically to to adopt a platform with data analytics to optimize the performance of the building in terms of maintenance, Mm. comfort and energy levels. Mm. So I think uh, these precedents are now being set, they're being implemented and I think there is much more to come for it uh, in the future as well okay obviously the challenges that we face here uh, at the moment is is still that it's 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 very uh how do you say that cost driven uh Mm -hmm. the market so Mm -hmm. it's cost driven meaning that a lot of of things are arranged by procurement people without having yeah a decent uh, view on operations what they actually want or what the impact would be of Mm -hmm. going for a normal or the cheapest solution i think right. it's actually going that far now i don't think i know it's going that far that uh, fm is it's always been a commodity over the last years but now we reach to a level where the the services are reverse auctioned so how can you reverse auction a service like a piece of furniture i don't think <laughs> to be honest <laughs> i mean you bring as a company you bring the value to through, through your people the quality that you bring to the technology that you bring, you cannot just simply put a BOQ together and put 10 people on site. Uh, I have this range of subcontractors, you have this amount of money to spend on, on, on consumables and spare mm. parts. How yeah. do you want price value with this? It's impossible. I, okay. my, I don't know how the others would do it, but in my opinion, it's impossible. Uh, the second problem that we have, I think, uh, to implement technology at scale, is is the length of the contracts. So there is also drive for people to to have a contract. Typically in the Middle East would be one to three years. Right. Obviously, if you implement the technology and the platform that you have, right, uh, it comes with a cost. You want to input the EOT sensors. You want to have data acquisition done. All right. of this is. is money, and you cannot simply evaluate that during tender stage as well, how much it's going to cost. So that's an additional problem that you would have, right. and uh, once this, this shift is done, and obviously we're educating the clients on this as much as we can, and then right. obviously see people are talking more about it, uh, this shift will eventually come um, with longer contracts and then it becomes more interesting because from our uh, perspective as well, we are always ready to invest, but. As an investor, obviously you need to recover your money at some point. It's not we go to a contract, implement all the software, all the technology. It costs us a fortune, and then after one year, bye bye, and uh, that's right. it. That doesn't yeah. work. Like, I think this is the, the the main challenges that we face at the moment is the the, the price driven market. It's, it's, it's based on BOQs, uh, short term contracts, and if we get over these stages, uh, I think we'll go a long way of of, of, of really adopting the, the technologies and, and, and putting it at scale,
0: yeah. That brings me to, to, to one of the last questions yes. that I have for you, Bart. Uh, NG obviously, globally has been doing so much. As you say, you have plethora of solutions. I mean, different countries, I mean, and at the global level having so much. Uh, you've, I mean, you've had investments and collaboration with many startups at different levels globally. Is is there any anything specific you you are pursuing at the Middle East Middle East level locally to further accelerate, or how much are you globally sourcing uh, these solutions from your from your sort of a global uh, backing that you have at NG? Yeah, well,
1: that's, it's it's a little bit of a mix of uh, of, of both, I would say. So I think I mentioned earlier as well. Um, we we work on a global scale, obviously. So if we attack attack uh, data science and analytics, we 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 bet that we that we that if we get more data and we organize it properly, that we can scale it up quite quickly, and quite right. accurately as well.
0: Right.
1: So there is several work groups uh, busy with several things that we do. As you said, right. we have the Torah of, of services and we are active in, in, in power generation, we do uh, networks and distribution, uh, heat, uh, cooling uh, distribution and we yeah. have this business. So each of those, they are organized uh, in separate ways but also similar ways. There's a lot of right. cross change uh, on how we tackle things because obviously complexity from, from all the different markets, uh, is and you can learn a lot from each other. So, that being said, uh, we have an entity uh, which is called NG Digital, okay, who is uh, heavily uh, investing as well. We spend literally hundreds of millions of dollars every year in, in R&D, and in startups, in acquisitions of technology and innova- innovation companies. And these guys are, are actually the, the glue that puts it all together. And then mm-hmm. uh, obviously these work groups that are organized, they come up then with the, the real world, uh, so, uh, sorry, problems that we are facing. Uh, the experts sit together, OK, we have this problem, we have that problem. And these guys will form these interfaces then that we mm-hmm. go out to the market with uh, with obviously all the other people and companies like yourself uh, adding into, uh, into the back on how, on how the solution is being built. We don't develop the software ourselves, or not not all of it, but what we do is integrating, and we're an integrated basically, if it comes to, uh, to the digital world. And we also, NG Digital, obviously, has the whole setup and, and makes it all a little bit more yeah interesting and, and you save costs as well by doing this, because obviously you have only one big setup that organizes all of this, and it's not only one site that has to pay for the whole solution. And this right. makes it quite interesting and, 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 and quite uh, dynamic at the moment, I would say. So it's a global organization where there is local input, I would say. I think that is probably the best wording uh, to say. it. And this, right. this also can, gives you the opportunity or, or the the ways of, 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 of uh, yeah, making the software customized, as much customized as you want not to have a very rigid box as well, uh, that doesn't go anywhere. And uh, I think that's the power of, of, of how, how we are organized, yeah.
0: That is super awesome. And, and one last thing, I mean, it's more on a personal note, right? I, I do know that Rob is, is and an team, you have a great team leading all this initiative. How much personally do you track these uh, new technologies? What's, what's, uh, how much of an involvement do you do uh, yourself into these? You have a great team to support you. But uh, <laughs> just 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 is is that something that keeps you keeps you intrigued uh, and hooked on?
1: Yes, yes, I think uh, I've always been a, a fan of technology and innovation. I mean, as a kid, uh, I was already taking apart all my stereo uh, installation, uh, whatever motor I could get my hands on, all my toys I good my hands. I would take them apart, probably never get them back together, but that's <laughs> uh, true that cool for that. But yeah, I mean, it, it's a passion, I think, and um, I'm, I'm very much involved in it, okay, Thank so Rob, uh, Rob and his team, uh, they're very close to me, uh, the technology innovation team, obviously, of of, uh, of the UAE, and they're they're basically also a driver for, for the other companies that we have around us here, so yeah, a lot of interest, uh, obviously these guys are much smarter than me in it, they <laughs> have uh, <laughs> much more, uh, much more, uh, intelligence about it they're doing things that I cannot even imagine that it was possible and, and I really thank them for that but uh, yeah I mean uh, it's a passion and, and, and I keep my my hands very closely to it and my head very closely to it to to see how we can use this for our strategy going forward but it's a very important factor uh, in, in in my day-to-day uh, life and operation you know
0: that is so inspiring to hear especially as as uh, I mean as and I'm sure my peer group, a number of startups who happen to hear to this conversation uh, will will get equally inspired that someone at the helm is, is is passionate and as passionate or probably more passionate or equally passionate I would say as as the team is. Uh, thanks a ton Bart, absolutely awesome. As always, I without a shadow of a doubt I would have loved to have this conversation in person but when not in person this is the next best thing that we could do. Thanks a lot for for taking time out.